This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. After decades of studying and working with tens of thousands of patients, researchers at the Mayo Clinic say they've cracked the code. What code, you ask? The code to being happy. Yes, Psychiatrist John Tamarin says for many people, the root of everything we're chasing, a better job, more money, or true love, is happiness. But this endless pursuit often backfires. Now, after decades of research and a dozen clinical trials, researchers at the world-renowned Mayo Clinic say they've actually cracked the code to being happy and published it in a handbook, which, on a side note, you can purchase for eight seventy nine on Kindle and eleven forty in paperback. Dr. Amid said, led the research and says the first and foremost way to be happy is to focus our attention. You can choose to live focusing on what is not right in your life, or you can choose to Focus on what's right in your life. Experts say the human mind is instinctively restless, wandering from good thoughts to sad thoughts, scary thoughts, and everything in between. But if we learn to command our thoughts, shifting perspective away from negative and embrace the positive, we will be happier. Resiliency has everything to do with happiness. The Mayo Clinic's research also shows the degree of happiness people enjoy has to do with how resilient they are to life's many curveballs. Happy people are very good at compartmentalizing, compartmentalizing, I can get the word out right, compartmentalizing, and creating boundaries. They're very good at it. So it took thousands of hours, thousands of patients, clinical trials, to figure out that what we gaze upon we become and you can choose to be happy sad mad upset or you can choose huh choices do have consequences don't they something i've said for quite some time the mayo clinic handbook um their little sales piece Claims that happiness is a habit. Exactly. For some of us, that habit is a natural inclination. For others, it's a learned behavior. The Mayo Clinic Handbook for Happiness combines wisdom from neuroscience, psychology, philosophy, and spirituality to help you choose contentment. It's a 10-week program that's helped tens of thousands of people reduce anxiety and find greater fulfillment in life. Each of the book's four sections is filled with practical insights and easy-to-implement exercises. You'll understand why your brain struggles with finding happiness and what the real-world practices can help you to better manage stress and choose peace 
and contentment. Huh. Choose. Choices. Choices do have consequences. That what we gaze upon is what we become. Another way to be happy? You can just lie. (laughs) You can just lie about... (laughs) uh, You can just lie about who you are. Doesn't matter. Right? Like... Rachel Dolezal, 37, head of the local chapter of the NAACP. She's identified herself as at least partly African-American. But her birth certificate um, from the state of Montana says she was born to two parents who say they are Caucasian. Hmm. As far as her birth parents are concerned, we they said we do not understand why she feels it's necessary to misrepresent her ethnicity. Huh. I wonder. Wonder, wonder, wonder. One now according to the NAACP, one's racial identity is not a qualifying criteria or disqualifying standard for the NAACP leadership. Really? The NAACP, Alaska, Oregon, Washington State Conference, stands behind Ms. Dolezal's advocacy record. And they stand behind her record. They do stand behind her record because, you know, she's done so much good. She represented herself as African American along with several other ethnicities, including white and Native American, in an application for a Spokane. Spokane, Spokane, Spokane. Police Ombudsman Commission. Huh. And she has presented the public with a different family photograph. I love this. On the uh, NAACP's chapter Facebook page. When she announced her father was coming to town for a visit. She showed herself standing next to an older African-American man. Now, her racial identity came under scrutiny when a reporter uh, from a CNN affiliate uh, this is a story from CNN, uh, KXLY, held up that photo, asked her if it showed her dad. She replied that it did. Then came, you mean a reporter asked a follow-up question? Huh. Are you African-American? I don't understand the question. I did tell you that. Yes, that's my dad, and he was unable to come in January. Are your parents, are they white? She walked away from the microphone, leaving her purse and keys, and took refuge in a nearby clothes. She just left. She took refuge in a clothing boutique. (laughs) She came under fire and her questions. I'm just out of here. I'm out of here. I I can't answer those questions, and I'm just going to leave. Actually, probably a good move. She is Not just the president of her local NAACP chapter, she's also an academic expert on African-American culture, teaches many related classes at Eastern Washington University. She represents the black community publicly and vocally, including as a spokesman on race-influenced police violence. uh, She's spoken to numerous news organizations about the topic. She's appeared alongside Baltimore City State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby, oh, love her, who has filed charges against police officers. Yeah, 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 we know what you're you're up to, Marilyn, in Baltimore. 
The mayor of Spokane appointed her chairwoman of a police oversight committee to keep an eye on fairness in police work. After the allegations of faked racial identity surfaced, the mayor and the city council said, look, uh, we take very seriously the concerns raised regarding the chair of the Independent Citizen Police Ombudsman Commission. And look, we are, uh, we're checking. We're checking to see if she's violated any of those policies. As far as Rachel is concerned, look, the explanation just isn't as easy as it seems. That question just isn't, is not as easy as it seems. There's a lot of complexities. I don't know that everyone would understand that. The NAACP, not going to disqualify her if she's indeed white. In every corner of this country, the NAACP remains committed to securing political, educational, and economic justice for all people. And we encourage Americans of all stripes to become members and serve as leaders in our organization. I hope that's true. Her mom, who hasn't spoken to Rachel in a number of years, they're in some big family battle. And her parents uh, had adopted some black children when she was young. So I guess that's okay then. She pretended to be, she started to pretend to be black then. Her mom said, hey, even though we haven't spoken, her effectiveness in the causes of the African-American community would have been much more viable had she just been honest with everybody. Why would you want to be honest with everybody when you could just lie? It took thousands of hours, bunch of money, all kinds of studies for the Mayo Clinic to figure out how to be happy. <laughs> We get one story in the news over the weekend and we find out exactly how you can be happy. Just lie about who you are. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Matt Walsh. There's this situation in uh, McKinney. I don't want to harp on your interpretation or my interpretation of how the cop acted because I think there's a larger point. We've come to expect this kind of behavior from teenagers and we excuse it. We need to place some blame here. Even if you think the cop should be fired and stoned to death in public, I still think this point is something you should agree with. Matt Walsh. Available on demand anytime at theblaze.com slash radio. The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you wish to participate in the broadcast. If not, you can tweet me at JeffyMRA or go to my Facebook page, Jeffrey Fisher. Um, so much, so much news is going on. And you've all seen the video in McKinney. Uh, if you haven't. Sorry, it's out there. You know you've seen it, though. It's everywhere. And at first glance, you think, oh, my gosh, what is going on? It almost looks like that. Why is that police officer 
holding that girl down. And then you find out the whole story. And you realize, eh, okay. Well, it's been a week. Been a week. They are still protesting in McKinney, Texas. They are still protesting in McKinney, Texas, because a police officer held a teenage girl down on the ground. Because a police officer who was trying to get chaos in order pulled his weapon and then holstered his weapon. No one, I repeat, no one was fired upon. No one was injured. I think that the girl that got held down on the ground uh, in her bikini was, um, went to the hospital. Uh, She's fine. I know that she is upset and rarely leaves her aunt's house that she lives in. We did hear that this past week. She, She rarely leaves. She does leave, just it's rare. So she's still way upset. They want the police officer, they, the protesters against McKinney police and the actions in McKinney, him charged for his actions. Charged for his actions. Well, let's see. He's lost his job. He resigned. He pretty much is done. He can't go anywhere right now, at least. In this neck of the woods, no way. Um, they still have protesting going on in McKinney. Huge protests yesterday and more are more today. Face to face, hollering at each other, yelling at each other. It's unbelievable. The police chief threw the officer under the bus, called his actions inexcusable. And whether you agree with that or not, it may have been. I've heard dueling reports, and when you watch the video, you think, well, okay, maybe, maybe. But no one was hurt, and no gun was fired. On top of which, the whole entire thing started by something that shouldn't have happened to begin with. It was illegal and wrong. What do you mean that young people gathering at a pool is wrong and illegal? Not at every pool, but at this one, unless you lived in the neighborhood. Yes. Now, the party uh, was put together by a girl named Tatiana Rhodes. Okay? She's a event organizer. Well, good luck. That's what that's what she did. Now, she'd been promoting the party uh, via social media under the hashtag Dime Peace Cookout. We'll get to that momentarily. She had planned it for about a month at Craig Ranch in McKinney, Texas. Now, the Craig Ranch subdivision has a neighborhood park. And a gated pool and clubhouse for residents. 
the pool and clubhouse is gated. You need a scan card to gain access. Huh. The subdivision has an HOA. It regulates and controls the activities. Now, we can argue back and forth about the whole HOA thing, but the neighborhood has one. According to the Craig Ranch rules, no facility will be closed to homeowners at any time during a function. A facility can not be reserved for private parties only. If you wish to have a pool party, it must be limited to 20 people. And there are fees for security damage and rental use. (laughs) Her little flyer that she had printed up for the hashtag Dime Peace Cookout, uh, the Twinsy Promotions, uh, with DJ Rain going to be there June 5th. It's free entry, 802 Riverwalk, McKinney, Texas, 4.30 to 10 p.m. Huh. At the hashtag Dime Peace Cookout. Now, I'm pretty sure they probably have, you know, they talk about the park and it's the pool in the clubhouse that's gated. So she was having, it looked like the one picture that I saw, they were having the big setup out in the park. Uh, so it was kind of a misrepresented party, really, because people thought they were coming to be able to go to the pool and swim. And when they found out that they couldn't and they were asked to leave, oh, no. Why are you asking us to leave? Because most of us are black and young? No. We're asking you to leave because you don't live here. You can't be in here. This is a neighborhood pool, not a public pool. So they had a fit about that, and then when they started getting kicked out or weren't let in, they started climbing the fence, and police were called. Oh. And you know the rest of that story. And we're still protesting that. We're protesting something that's nothing. I'm I'm seriously, I, I, I've, I've, shake, I've, I've just shook my head for a week. I cannot believe that this is actually something that people are upset about. Especially with, with nothing happened. Uh, Nothing happened at all. Now, here's something to look forward to. While we have the, uh, we'll call it high tensions in McKinney, Texas. Okay? Um, Twin Z Promotions is promoting another big party called Hashtag Make It Clap 2. That's going to happen on the 19th of this month, okay, with a, a surprise DJ, and that's in Plano, Texas. So be ready for hashtag make it clap too, with special guest SG Boys, Crook Life, Crook Life, and Dime Piece Girls. If you don't, you know what a dime piece is. I'll give you the. I'll give you the definition of dime piece. When a girl is banging hot beautiful, 
a perfect 10. And you know what make it clap is? Yeah. Not just twerking. We're bending over and making those butt cheeks clap together. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking about a party. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Live programming for you all day today. No reason for you to go anywhere else than right here. Michael Pelka with Pure Opelka coming up immediately after this broadcast. Andrew WK with America WK right after that. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs. That's a Saturday lineup just for you on the Blaze Radio Network. Live and on fire. So on 19 major moral issues of the day, Americans express levels of acceptance that are as high or higher than in the past on 12 of them. So new record highs in moral acceptability. Huh. Kind of strange. And then you look at the headlines. The headlines that bring everything kind of into perspective. Like Pornhub, wanting to make the first porn film in space. They're looking for donations. (laughs) They figure that it's going to cost about uh, three, almost three and a half million for the first Porn film in space. They're calling it one small thrust for man, one giant leap for mankind. But the new record highs for moral acceptability, that has nothing to do with that. Right? Let's go to Toronto, where the world's first Sexual gathering of a bunch of people. I'm pretty sure they call that an orgy. Um, or you could just call it sexual frontiers. Yes, like the Pornhub film, Space, the Final Frontier, Toronto. Host. Yes, for the first orgy for disabled people. Hashtag deliciously disabled. It's going to take place in a theater in Toronto. The capacity for the evening is 125. However, it is open to everyone. Uh, Disabled 
and able-bodied people. So it may be proof. (laughs) Proof fun for everybody. You know, people in wheelchairs are having sex too, okay? So they can be hashtag deliciously disabled as well, okay? New record highs in moral acceptability. Did I tell you talk, tell you that about that first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about the mattress girl who claimed she was raped but wasn't. Carried around a mattress forever on the college campus. She made her own sex tape. Made her own sex tape. Her own sexual rape tape. So that she could prove what it looks like to be raped and abused while having sex. And if you watch the tape, she says, she tells you by watching this without my permission, you're the same as raping me. New record highs in moral acceptability. Did you know that? Another headline, Spanish police dismantle voodoo-linked sex trafficking ring. (laughs) I don't even want to get into the details of that. New record highs in moral acceptability. Did you know that? Sports Illustrated facing questions over whether the cover goes too low. The bikini bottom is pulled way down on the cover of Sports Illustrated. People are saying, hey, 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 it's too low. Really? Have you seen the magazine covers? And you're going to give Sports Illustrated a tough time? Okay. New record highs in moral acceptability. Miley Cyrus, who, oh my gosh, we love Miley Cyrus. In the most recent interview, she explained she's open to a variety of sexual relationships. I am literally open to every single thing that is consenting and doesn't involve an animal, and everyone is of age. Everything that's legal, I'm down with, yo, I'm down with any adult, anyone over the age of 18 who is down to love me. I don't relate to being a boy or a girl, and I don't have my partner relate to boy or girl. She revealed that she told her mom she was bisexual at the age of 14. The singer also claimed that her religious parents who she describes at one point in the interview, conservative ASS MFers found it difficult to accept at first. Really? Is that right? So she's telling you, hey, your parents are conservative MFers and her religious parents. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, I know your parents really were horrible. Your dad was a big star, got you involved in television and made you a big star. And being so religious and horrible, he took all those pictures with you laying on the ground under trees outside with his daughter. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He sucks. So does she. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. New record highs in moral acceptability. Talk about that yet? Yeah. So, where do we go? Well, one of the things that we can do, and that's why we also look for the good stories, right? The good stories, like we have Miley Cyrus, who tells us, hey, everything that's legal, I'm down with, yo. Okay? That's quoting Miley Cyrus. Then you have... Taylor Swift. So are you saying that if Miley Cyrus comes into the news and says, hey, I'm open to every single thing, and I told my parents I was bisexual, and everything that's legal, I'm down with, yo. So she, to me, is just trying to be, oh, I don't know, and trying to get some news. Be relative again, right? Because... The person out in front of her, Taylor Swift, right? We all love, I mean, Taylor is the one doing good. Huge artist, selling millions of, millions of records, CDs, songs, digital downloads. And everybody loves her because she's trying to do good, right? We always hear, we heard the big thing, her Christmas presents and the delivering to people. And then this latest story where a Texas firefighter was in a horrific car crash and his own family was involved. He rescued his wife and son, but they had no health insurance and they were left with a big hefty medical bill. BuzzFeed did the story. Taylor Swift favorited the story on Twitter, which then you know highlights it to the people who follow her which makes it become aware and then she donated 15,000 to the GoFundMe page but Miley Cyrus hey hey okay I am literally open to every single thing that is consenting and doesn't involve an animal Everything that's legal, I'm down with, yo. Did I mention that there's new record highs and moral acceptability? This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So going on right now in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, earlier this morning, a van around midnight uh, pulled up, I guess it was some kind of armored vehicle van, and started firing shots at the Dallas police headquarters. I'm going to go on record as saying I'm kind of sure, and I, you know, again, this could just be, you know, my opinion, 
Uh, it's probably not a good thing to start shooting at police department headquarters. They get a little testy. They kind of think, you know, we probably shouldn't have that happen. So then they found some explosive boxes. One was for sure a bomb. And video on the scene shows this van rammed through a police cruiser. They started shooting at officers, striking the squad cars. No police officers are injured right now. Okay. And they are involved with a standoff with the armed suspects. Uh, they've got a highway shut down. They don't know if the van is full of explosives. So we'll be on the lookout for that today. We'll see how that ends. I'm guessing it's not going to end well. As long as police officers are not injured and no innocent civilians are injured, it ends well. I don't care what happens to the people in the van. You don't get to shoot up police headquarters, drive recklessly through neighborhoods and highways, shooting and slamming into cars, and then think, ah, I'll just walk away from this. You know what? It's all good. We don't even know what the heck they were mad about. You know, maybe we just decided, you know, let's go shoot up police headquarters. They really ticked me off. <laughs> okay. All right. I got maybe just pay the maybe pay pay just pay the ticket. Might be a just a thought. Just maybe pay the ticket. So the other day, I get a little flyer in the mail. That I can send back. I can fill out and send back for free. No postage necessary if mailed in the United States. It's already paid for. If you received a pre-recorded, this is what it says on the on the back of my little little card. If you received a pre-recorded call from Walgreens on your cell phone reminding you to refill your prescription, a class action settlement may affect your rights. And I thought, wait, what? And so I, I had to go back and I read it again. If you received a pre-recorded call from Walgreens on your cell phone reminding you to refill your prescription, a class action settlement may affect your rights. Wait, what? In small letters, a federal court authorized this notice. You are not being sued. This is not a solicitation from a lawyer. And it goes on huge detail. So then I'm like, come on. We're suing Walgreens for calling you. I mean, if you sign up at Walgreens to have your prescriptions there and they call you and say, hey, the number you gave us, I'm leaving you a message letting you know um, the job you asked us to do is done. You can come and pick up what you needed at any time. Thank you. Hey, this is Walgreens. We're calling the number you gave us. To remind you that you have a refill on one of your prescriptions. Would you like us to fill it? If you would, give us a call back. So that happened, and this guy and there's a guy that's mad. According to the Telephone Consumer Protection Act class action lawsuit alleging that Walgreens automated calls about refilling prescriptions violate the law is still alive. Shut up. So, according to Robert Kolenek, he alleges 
in July 2013 that he started receiving robocalls to his cell phone from Walgreens, prompting him to refill his prescriptions. The horror. The horror. Of having the robocall telling you, you have a prescription that has a refill. Would you like us to refill it? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So anyway, I may fill it out because I have a chance for some money. (laughs) I get, uh, if I'm eligible and the court approves the settlement, uh, I can receive a cash payment. I could get uh, the equal shares from $11 million settlement fund. And uh, I could get, uh, the payments would be less than $15. If I have a second chance to exclude yourself, I could get more than $15. Wow. Don't forget, refill your prescriptions at the number that you gave us. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How are you? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it here at the Blaze. And also here at the Blaze Radio Network. The telephone number that you can use to participate in the program, if you wish, is 1-888-900-3393. 1-888-900-3393. That's a toll-free number, by the way. <laughs> Which means uh, we pick up the tab. You're welcome. Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast. I'm not sure what special gift... Mike has for you today. I wouldn't be surprised if it's some sort of pure Opelka handy wipes. Just a thought on my part. Andrew WK after that, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live on your Saturday lineup. Then Sunday, we've got what? David Barton, Bill Handel, Gun Talk, Hollywood 360, Jackie D. And Monday through Friday, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you, but I'll tell you one more time, okay? You need not go anywhere else than the Blaze Radio Network. I'm not going to tell you again. The future! What does the future hold? Well, there's a lot of cool things happening in the world of tech. There are a lot of cool things happening. This, I don't think, is one of them. I mean, it's kind of cute, a little thing. This little thing, this uh, Pizza Hut projector. It's a new box that turns your 
pizza box into a projector. So it's called the Blockbuster Box. And each Blockbuster Box has a special special little pizza table in the front. And you poke it out and you set your – the pizza never touches that, the way the box is built. And you set your smartphone in there. And you can download – they've got sort of like three or three or four free movies that they've got to deal with. Uh, or you can, you know, if you have uh, an app for Netflix or or Vudu or whatever on your phone, you can watch. You know, you bring it up and then it magnifies it through this little hole and up onto. It's got a lens and it goes up onto your wall. Okay, first of all, it doesn't say how big it is up on your wall. I'm looking at one picture. Um, I would much rather. I don't know use the viewing screen I've purchased than see it through a pizza box. But I guess, you know, if you're somewhere and you don't have a television and you've watched everything on you, you watch everything on your phone, which is possible. You don't have a, you don't have a a screen. And so you put your phone, everybody has a smartphone, right? Well, most people have a smartphone. Uh, and you can slide it in there and th- throws the video up on the wall for you. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Thanks, Pizza Hut. I appreciate it. It'll be, you know, that'll be a cute little thing for them. No question about that. But speaking of throwing things up on a wall, they've got a keyboard now, which is your whole thing. You have the keyboard. has a projector on the end. So you set the keyboard down. Bloop, up on the wall it goes. Huh? Kind of cool. Bloop. Now they claim it's visible under, you know, most indoor lighting. Full HD resolution. 21 by 33 screen up on a wall. I don't know. It's, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea of having, you know, one little thing that you carry around, poop, and that's your computer. Now, they they claim you got to plug it in. Uh, you can power it with your Android or your, uh, or, or your iPhone, uh, and you plug it in with the HDMI port, and then uh, they also have the Intel uh, compute stick, and I think there's a couple other sticks that you can purchase for that as well. That gives you the computer power, but it has the screen. I mean, I kind of like it. It looks kind of cool. I kind of, I kind of like it. So you could set it up. I mean, you could use it anywhere, right? And it's up on a wall. If you have a wall that's, you know, I don't know. The wall I'm looking at here with carpeting and padding, it's just, I don't think it would be that good. Maybe at home, it's possible. Now, the Oculus Rift headsets. We talked about those before. Those are starting to get pretty good, and they're investing a lot of money, and many companies are investing a lot of money in these headsets. There has to be a way. I wish someone would invent. I hope they're invest, I hope they're, the people who are investing money are at least in doing it a little bit toward the Jeff Fisher plan of putting using it as a helmet so that the you know the space helmet motorcycle helmet so that the glass comes down and then that's your virtual reality screen so that you don't have to have one of those i mean i i 
I know having something stuck on your head is, you know, either way strange. But these little masks that come around your eyes, I, I got to tell you, I don't feel like uh, those just looks too weird, feels too weird for you. So put the helmet on and make that, make the helmet and the screen so you have a bigger screen, bigger effect all around your entire, you have that huge screen, the mask, the glass mask in front of you. I don't know. I think that would be much better. But that's just me. Hey, what do I know? Right. But they're working on that. And they're working on, uh, they, they've got a new system out with the, the rest so you can be into the game. Uh, but it's not up to par like they had talked yet. Uh, we had talked about it before where they wanted to, uh, where they have, wants you to have the full 360 interface so you're inside the game or you're inside the movie. Um, they haven't. I, I'm waiting for that. I, I want that. That's what I want. I want the most perfect thing ever. I don't want this new stuff that isn't quite up to par. Okay, put money into it. Make it better. Because if you want to be in the game, if you if the game developers, you know they've got to be developing it so that you're you're inside the game, right? You want the experience of being inside the game, and the I hate to bring this back to big guy stuff but if you wanted to have i don't know an experience inside some sort of adult action going on you want the 360 experience right okay you know you know most of you do but now they have also the new glove which remember we talked about uh, a while ago where they're working on uh, so that you you have the mask on and you, the problem with people wearing the mask is that they're inside. You put the mask on and you're inside virtual reality. That's where you're at. You're there. You're inside that. So um, you can't get a drink without taking the mask off, right? Because you don't, you know, your soda is there. So maybe you can feel. You know, if you stop yourself or you pause the game or whatever, you can stop yourself and maybe feel and get a drink. And then get right back into the game. Well, they've got the gloves now where they want you to experience what's inside the game. All right, so I hope that they – and they also were developing the gloves where you would wipe it in front of the, your face whoosh, and you'd be back to looking at whatever's in the room that you're in live. So you could look and you'd say, oh, there's my soda. And you'd reach over and you'd get a drink. And then you'd wave it back whoosh, and you'd be back inside the game. Okay. Well, now they've got the gloves where they want you to feel the sensations of the virtual objects. Okay. So you'll be able to, uh, the, they, you wear gloves and you can uh, feel rainfall, heat. Uh, other shapes, which is, I mean, that's kind of cool, right? Uh, if you're inside the game, you want to be able to feel and touch what you're seeing. You're seeing, a, you're inside the game and you're seeing, oh, hey, there's a there's a gun, there's a rock, there's a flower, there's water, whatever. And you'll be able to feel it with these gloves. Hopefully they'll be able to interface with these gloves the wiping motion of whoosh. You'd also use... Go back 
to live in the room that you're in and then back inside the game. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Really, if you have the helmet, the Jeff Fisher helmet, by the way, if you have the helmet uh, with the glass, you with inside those helmets, you've got microphones. I'm telling you the helmet is the way to go. Stop with the little bougie little headsets and the, the thing tight on your eyes around your face. Stop it. Put the helmet on. Put the helmet on. You've got the, you've got the microphone. You've got the screens. You've got, you can see everything that's going on. And even if you uh, have the gloves on, you can have outside. The helmet is big enough to have outside command buttons or wipe in front of the screen. You don't even have to wipe in front of the screen. There can just be a place on the bottom lower screen. Just that little swipe goes back to live. Back. Right? And you know that that's on-screen command. So if you wipe once, you're back live. And you wipe on the left side, you're back to your phone. You see, You see the information on your smartphone. All the information, who's calling, what's happening. Uh, down in the left corner, if the red light is blinking, you've received a phone call. If the blue light is blinking, you have messages from your Twitter account, from your Facebook account, and you wipe with the left hand, and it takes you to that screen. And then you can verbally command where to go on the screen because the sc- your helmet glass is your screen, right? So you verbally command Twitter. And up it pops. Scroll. And it scrolls down, and you can scroll and verbally command it. I'm telling you, I want I want to be a part of this because we need the helmet. You'd never take your helmet off. When you talk about never taking the virtual reality mask off, but if you put that helmet on, you're not taking it off. It's on forever. The only time you take it off is when you want to be real and be inside real life and not part of virtual life. And now we also talked about how they have the cameras, the crowd cameras. So if you're in a protest and you're on a street and there's thousands of people or whatever, they take the, they take the shot. They have the camera that takes the shot. Boom. Resolution shot of the entire street. Now, well, then what they do is they put the shot into the computer with the program, and it zero, you can zero in. It's got such resolution that you come in and you can see, you go close enough to see the faces. And then if you're on social media, say like Facebook, and you have your little name that pops up, you know, when you see a picture on Facebook and they've inserted the name of, uh, you know, Jenny Smith. Well, you can run your mouse over those faces in the crowd and it will pop up who they are due to whatever social media they're on, right? Boop, boop, Jenny Smith was on the street. Bill Johnson was on the street. And you still, even if their faces, if the name doesn't pop up, those faces are so clear you're able to see who's, who it is through facial res- recognition. Okay. Well, now they have the Wi-Fi signals. They're using the Wi-Fi signals as a way to count the people, the amount of people. Okay, and you don't have to even have to have. According to this story, you're you're not you don't even need to have uh, Wi-Fi enabled devices on you. Okay, so if you have no devices or you have shut off the Wi-Fi on the device that you have, um, it doesn't matter because what they've done is they've taken the signal of the Wi-Fi 
and it either counts the counts the the device that's looking for Wi-Fi, or when you walk through the Wi-Fi, it has I forget what they call it. I loved what they call it. Uh, it's called multi-path fading when you're not in the direct line of sight. So they're able to count the crowd through that. The future of the Jeff Fisher Show. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Uh, when we last met, uh, American Pharaoh is now the Triple Crown winner. Congratulations. The NHL Stanley Cup playoffs is going on. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Chicago Blackhawks are playing in that series. It's tied 2-2. Game five tonight. You know, the, and the only, and I know a lot of you know a lot of you don't care about the NHL, but I I'm not a huge fan of the NHL, but it, I, I do like the sport. And the last time that the Tampa Bay Lightning were in the playoffs and headed for the Stanley Cup, I was living in Tampa Bay at the time and uh, working for 970 WFLA, and we went. My oldest son and I went to almost every game, the playoffs and the Stanley Cup games uh, in Tampa, and we went to everyone but the final. I had a I had a connection at the radio station that allowed me to get tickets to all the playoff games and the Stanley Cup championship games, and they were darn good seats too at the Ice Palace. And then my connection on the final game, when the it appeared that the Tampa Bay Lightning were going to win the Stanley Cup, which they did, my connection said, uh, Jeff, you know, you can't have these tickets. They're mine. I'm going. What? Yes, you'll have to watch it on television or find another way to get tickets. Because these really good tickets are mine, and they're going to win the Stanley Cup, and I want to be there. What? So anyway, it was a fun, fun ride. We had a great time going to all those games, and it was really fun. And then the National Hockey League puts on a really good show, and we had a tremendous time. So go Bolts. Hashtag go Bolts. And also the NHL. Yay, the NHL, yay. I mean the NBA. Not the NHL. I just got done talking about the NHL. I'm talking about the NBA and the great LeBron James. Oh, no. That's still going on. It doesn't look like LeBron is going to be able to pull it out. Series is tied 2-2. But I don't know. It doesn't look like the Cavs will be able to pull it out. But maybe, maybe if LeBron is the god that everyone thinks he is, he'll be able to pull it out and the Cavs will win. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Eh, maybe. Now, saw Jurassic Park last night. I know that uh, I know that some of the uh, reviews were boo, not good on the uh, 
not good on Jurassic World, and I called it Jurassic Park, and I get hollered at every time I call it. It's Jurassic World, Jeff. It's not Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic World, okay? So, I did see it last night. I enjoyed the heck out of it. In fact, we all did. I saw it with Glenn and Pat and Stu, and we took our kids, and we went. It was great. I, we, I enjoyed it. It was a fun ride. And it was it uh, CGI gone crazy? Yeah, sometimes. There were a couple times in the movie I went, oh, okay, that's not quite real. But it's not real, right? The whole thing isn't real, so get over it. And it was really fun. And, you know, Ron Howard's daughter is the one of the big co-stars. She does, she does a great job. Uh, the big stars from Guardians of the Galaxy, Owen or whatever the heck his name is, was great. The dinosaurs were great. Hang on for the ride of your life. Jurassic World. Never mind those nasty reviews. Just go enjoy it, okay? Enjoy the Jurassic World. Because it could be the last time you see one. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> what? Okay. Don't be an a-hole. Treat everyone with love as an equal. The day starts with your smile every morning. When you get up, wear it first. Help others when you can, not for money, but because it's needed. Treat your body as a temple. Do not poison it with poor quality foods and sodas. Do not take advantage of people. Do not intentionally hurt anything. Never start a fight. Only finish them. Grow food. Raise animals. Get nature into your daily routine. Do not be a troll on the internet. Respect others without name-calling and being vulgarly aggressive. Spend at least 10 minutes a day just contemplating life in a quiet place. When you see a bully, stop them by any means possible. Protect those who cannot protect themselves. Laugh often. Share humor. Have fun in life. Be positive. And number 12, the deity dozen, the tenets of living a good life. Cannabis, the healing plant. This is our sacrament. It brings us closer to ourselves and others. It is our fountain of health, our love, curing us from illness and depression. We embrace it with our whole heart and spirit, individually 
and as a group. Welcome to the First Church of Cannabis. The church now has been deemed a charity. Donors can deduct gifts made to the church on federal tax returns. And when the cannabis congregation finds a location, because they've been a little little stoned, they haven't had time to find a place, uh, they'll be able to have a property tax exemption. We've got a GoFundMe page, but hey, listen. We don't want to poison people. We don't want to see. We want to see them healthy. And cannabis is the healthiest plant on earth," said church founder Bill Levin. Ah, listen. We're going to find a place sooner or later, but right now we're just going to sit down and smoke a little joint, smoke maybe smoke a bowl. Be good. You know what I mean. Listen, you've heard the twelve. 12 tenets of living a good life, and one of them is getting high. So we're just going to sit here and smoke a bowl and contemplate finding a place to actually have our church and worship. But right now, Amen. Cheap synthetic flaca. Heard of it? Flaca. F L A K K A. It's dethroning cocaine on the Florida drug scene. Wait, what? Cocaine has been a Florida mainstay for years. Okay. It's coming from China. Through the mail. Alpha PVP, better known as Flocka or Gravel. Unbelievable. The drug's popularity is growing. Flocka, I got to figure out what it does. Cocaine was the king until this year, said narcotics officer. Unlike cocaine, Flocka is both cheap and accessible. It's advertised for sale online by Chinese companies. Single dose can sell five bucks a five bucks a dose. It is placed on the illegal controlled substance list. It's chemically designed to mimic the cat plant, too traditionally in Arabian plants. Oh. Okay. Um it's similar to ecstasy, MDMA, sold as small, clear crystals that can be popped in the mouth or smoked. Users are said to feel a sense of superhuman strength and delirium. Yay! Hey, we've seen it in Ohio, Houston, Chicago, but it's in Florida. Highest, South Florida. Okay. Yeah. Florida's coastline. I mean, come on. Florida's it. I mean, when I lived in Florida, I used to walk the beaches hoping to find bales washing up on the beach. I never did, though. Some people have. 
and sadly they turn it in. I don't understand that. I can't imagine that someone would turn it in like that. So how you feeling? You been wanting to take some flaca? No? You think, nah, I don't want to take any flaca. Well, me either. I don't blame you. But there's all kinds of stuff you need to worry about. We still have, I still get the updates on Ebola coming into the U.S. We've got the government scrambling to notify individuals who may have been exposed to extreme tuberculosis. They alert travelers. If you're, be careful, the CDC said the patient spent time in Missouri and Tennessee before being isolated in Chicago. (gasps) Unbelievable. And it's a difficult to treat form of tuberculosis. So, be ready for that. We've got new superbugs being spread by... Take a guess. What's the place that you feel, you know, I know when when your when your grandparents told you I don't want to go there, that's where sick people are. Yep. Hospitals. Superbug spread by hospital wet wipes. Researchers at uh, Cardiff University have claimed the use of wet wipes can spread hospital superbugs. Yay. Now those aren't the wet wipes that are the Puro Pelka. Uh, stunt brain wet wipes that you're going to get as a possible prize today for listening to his program coming up immediately after this one. Completely different wet wipes. Scientists from the School of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Science tested seven detergent wipes used in hospitals across the United Kingdom on three common infections. Huge variability on their ability to kill the disease-causing bacteria. In every case, in this story, in every case, the wipes spread the superbugs from one surface to another. The study published in the American Journal of Infection Control, and who doesn't come in? I'm hoping mine comes in the mail today, the American Journal of Infection Control, carried out a 10-second wiping procedure to test the wipes' effectiveness on MRSA, C. difficile, acinetobacter, which can all cause life-threatening illnesses. They were very inconsistent in their ability to remove the spores. Nice. So be prepared for that, would you? We also hear studies that uh, the world's population is getting older and sicker. Huh. But so we've got to get ready to. we got to get ready. I don't know, kill some people off, right? And what would make this world a better place and you weren't, wouldn't get sick at all? Like, we know that we've got bird flu, right? Killing off millions of chickens in the U.S. And the egg sales are are huge in this country. So the prices are going through the roof. And by the way, so are gas prices starting to hit up. They've gone up quite dramatically in the last couple of weeks. Huh. And didn't we just hear a story that, on a side note, didn't we just hear a story that the U.S. overtook Russia as the number one crude producer? Huh. Why, if we're the number one producer, are our gas prices going up? That's just a question. 
It's just a question I have, a side question I have. So be ready for the egg prices to go soaring through the roof as we kill more and more chickens with bird flu. And what could possibly go wrong with this? The USDA on board with shipping U.S. chickens at a time when chickens have the bird flu in the U.S. We're killing millions of chickens. We're raising the prices on eggs. We're limiting egg prices at, at egg sales at some grocery stores. The USDA on board with shipping U.S. chickens to China for processing and then re-entry to the States for human consumption. We're going to grow them here, ship them to China, get them processed, and ship them back to us. What could possibly go wrong with that? Nothing to worry about there, Right. Now, according to Tom Super, spokesman for the National Chicken Council, who doesn't receive their newsletter, the National Chicken Council with Tom Super, uh, economically, Tom says, it doesn't make any sense. It's not going to happen. I mean, think about it. A Chinese company would have to purchase frozen chicken in the U.S., pay to ship it 7,000 miles, unload it, transport it to a processing plant, unpack it, cut it up, process, cook it, freeze it, repack it, transport it back to a port, and then ship it another 7,000 miles. I don't know anyone could make a profit doing that. Are you kidding me? It doesn't make any sense. It's oh, it's fine. So what? The USDA approves this. It doesn't make any sense for them to do that. Really, Tom? Well, the estimates from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, American poultry processors are paid roughly $11 an hour on average. Fight for 15. Fight for 15. But they're right now they're making $11 on average. In China, we believe chicken workers earn significantly less. Really? like one to two dollars an hour which really kind of makes tom's argument kind of mute because it would be economically feasible to do it because oh my gosh we're already doing it in the seafood department because pacific salmon we're shipping we're shipping how many we're shipping millions millions oh did i say millions uh 30 million, to be exact, of to China to be processed and then back to the U.S. for sale. Why is that? Because it would cost about a dollar a pound for labor here, and it only cost 20 cents a pound in China. But that could never happen with the chickens. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. So I find uh, we've got a couple of stories to wrap up uh, Wrap up today's broadcast um, on the Blaze Radio Network. One uh, I had teased in my tweet about the show, so i got to get to it. I, I, I hadn't found a way to work it into the show yet. So I'm just going to tell you the ancient underground tunnel that links the Colosseum with the remains of the gladiatorial training barracks is going to be restored and open to the public. Didn't anybody see Gladiator? I've already been restored. We know what that looks like. We already know. 
We don't need to be restored there in Rome. We, we have an idea. Actually, that's nice of them. And another quick Miley Cyrus story that I, I can't, this poor girl, this poor girl needs, I don't know what she needs, but she doesn't need what she's getting, I'll tell you that. We talked about her and her her comments earlier in the show about uh, I'm down, as long as it's legal, I'm down with, yo, I'm down with any adult. Well, on a Blaze story at theblaze.com, Bristol Palin uh, wrote about the same article that uh, I was referring to earlier, and I talked about her calling her parents uh, conservative AMFers. Miss, I want to accept everything. Uh, In the words of Bristol Palin, congratulations, you got it right. Thanks for giving us the best example. This to Miley Cyrus. Thanks for giving us the best example of what tolerance looks like in Hollywood. Contempt. And to GOP Senator Johnny Isaacson from Georgia, who said, I'm going to still run for re-election even though I've been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and it will not compromise my ability to serve. I like to say, hogwash, give it up, Johnny. You're 70 years old now. Parkinson's, it doesn't, it's not even going to take Parkinson's disease to hamper your ability to serve since you've been serving since 1974 in some sort of government office. Take it easy, Johnny. Give us all a break, please. Anybody, uh, anybody tell you you look good today? Well, you do. You look great. You look fantastic. I mean that. Except... I mean, you're not, you're not really going to wear that all day, are you? Okay. All right. Looks good on you. This is The Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.